Yes, I will start. Uh, I decided to delete the audio tracks that I'd recorded without you. Um, <laughs> Sorry. About my deeply personal life. Uh, welcome to episode 11 of Friends Apart Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, unless it's shitty weather wherever you are, in which case that sucks. Uh, with me is Franz. Hello. Hi. You still haven't realized how those podcasts work we released them a week after we record them so everything you just said is completely invalid <laughs> well, fucking I hope idiot the, whatever you listen to this the weather's good where you are because uh, it's pretty nice piece here. of shit friends apart <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, you, you told me you were you guys were doing some gardening. Um, just starting yeah. off strong with a highly exciting topic: gardening. Oh, yeah. What's 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 your what's your stance on on uh, fucking? I, I don't know any English flowers. Roses. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, how do you like you? You have weird pronunciations for flowers that have easier pronunciations here, like. We have chrysanthemum. I think it's like chrysanthemums. Chrysanthemum. Like yeah. See, that's just dumb. Why do the umum in the end? Chrysanthemum. I don't know. Because we don't. Because we don't have the k. We don't have that r in English. Nobody could say yeah. that. That's Chrysant- true. What was it? Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. I don't know. Cr- cr- I don't know why. Cr- I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I got so riled up about <laughs> anyway, the name of a flower. Roses are fine, I guess. They're a little, they're a little thorny. They're. Uh, yeah. uh, I've been battling with some raspberry bushes. They're like surrounding oh. our property super rapidly. Don't, oh, okay, dude. Tier list. Yeah. Three most hurtful things in your garden. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so easily raspberry bushes first. Not because the th- I think the rose bushes are worse, but the raspberry, there's just more of it, and you can fall into them. Uh, yeah. Then rose bushes, and then just the embarrassment and shame of uh, my inability to grow a full, full-length full cucumber. <laughs> oh, that hits deep. Mm, mm. Ah, shit. <laughs> but we have, uh, uh, we got a grape, we got grapevine. I was just building a trellis for it. We're going to make some... Some uh, rank prison toilet wine this this fall. It's gonna be great. <laughs> nice. I can actually, you know, I've done my first cider. I mean, I still haven't tasted it yet. Still, I gifted a bottle of it to my mom this this weekend. Bold, be- <laughs> untested. Well, yeah, she's lived through through Eastern German times. I guess she'll be all right with some rancid cider. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's actually gonna turn out quite well and. Mm. One thing I've noticed, like making wine beverages uh, compared to making beer, is so much easier. I know you. It's so much easier. You you just like throw everything together, um, add a little bit of like sulfur to like you know get it decontaminated. Yeah. And then you just let it stand for like however long you want. I literally forgot about the keg of cider I had uh, <laughs> that was still up for bottling for like i think half a year mm-hmm. i just let it down there uh, in the basement and i was scared that the yeast is all dead already um but no you know bottle it up added some juice and a little bit of, of sulfur again and and yeah i guess it's gonna turn out well like the pressure is at about like two bar now 2.2 bar mm-hmm. so it's like at perfect pressure level now and i think since it didn't explode during the transport to my mom in the car, I think we're safe. I think the bottles are not going to explode. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we have these, like, Mustang grapes. I think they're pretty shitty. They're not, like, Cabernet Sauvignon or anything. But uh, you literally Sound just... Sound though. Yeah, Mustang wine. You literally just put it... Apparently, the outside of the grape has, excuse me, the yeast on it already. Uh, yeah. And you just, like, put it in a bucket squish it add some sulfur add some sugar and then just leave it for however long until you remember it and then you I don't like, think you're gonna get as much alcohol that way i'm 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 quite confident with that mm. because the uh, yeast that you can buy 
is way more resistant and also it's just way more like it's it's a lot more yeast than mm. um naturally occurs because i've made ginger beer in the past with the method that you just described with just taking ginger and um yeah it's it's like you you leave it in a bottle for i think it was like a couple of weeks and it gets nice and fizzy and stuff um also by the way welcome to the martha stewart podcast for everyone um <laughs> but it's like the alcohol it creates isn't that much and i'm not sure like even with the addition of sugar because i did that for the ginger as well um, mm -hmm. a lot of sugar actually um yeah it gets fermented a little but not as much so i mean try it for sure give it a go maybe maybe you get lucky but i remember that even like in our uh, like basic microbiology course uh, at university uh, we made wine and we left it i think for like two months pretty mm -hmm. much and we added a shit ton of yeast um so yeah i think mm. maybe maybe try go with that if you really want to you know have all that great isoamyl alcohol in there that really just makes you blind and dumb well that's what you're going for right yeah yeah i'm, I'm really going for like the bottom of the barrel oh perfect yeah oh yeah it's gonna be real good so man you sipping on anything speaking of yeah. all this alcohol sugar-free bitter lemon mm. yeah that's that's my jam today because again and i'm kind of ashamed to say it i'm hungover <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to get it's, drunk today ah fucking hell it's just bad timing because as i mentioned we visited my parents yesterday which was the first time this year actually um and they're only living like 200 kilometers from here so it's like it's a two-hour drive and you're there mm. um but yeah because of the whole covid fucking bullshit we weren't able to make it yet it was my dad's birthday and obviously we had like a huge party with like 200 people and it was like we were just licking each other's hands and and like sucking each other's saliva hot bed um, yeah no I'm so it was me. like it was the four of us obviously and and we were getting shit faced together and playing what what do you call that that game uh i think didn't we play it when you were with us as well uh with uh the dice the dice game that uh, you oh. have like five five die and then, and then you roll them and you have like different combinations sort of like poker with like yeah. full house and, and yeah, straight and did. stuff like that yeah what's the name of the game i have no idea i know there's yahtzee but i don't think that's yahtzee yeah it is yeah oh, it is, is it? yahtzee oh yeah, yeah it is I, I think it is yahtzee yeah right we just call it differently but mm -hmm. it's it's it is yahtzee yeah also i think it's just like i mean the the like i don't know the the pad that we have with like the all the pages that contain the tables where you like note everything mm -hmm. um i think that must have that must be older than i am probably <laughs> uh yeah it still works i actually and, played a, a a child game of yahtzee it was a disney disney yahtzee and there was like mickey mouse and and goofy and all the characters on the dice and i was like oh it's it was so fun, and then I now realize that Yahtzee's probably like some derivative of gambling, and it was just like exactly. teaching me to gamble from a young age. I, I was just gonna say that like <laughs> next the next step is like just some some uh, like Winnie the Pooh roulette. <laughs> and it, after which that, honey pots it gonna land on? Yeah, right. And after that, it's like fucking Pokemon strip poker. Ooh, sign me up. I'd yeah, buy get that. naked Pikachu. Oh, Pokemon already has slot machines in it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. true. But also, again, I think... Man, I was woke as fuck as a kid. I was concerned when I was playing it. I was like, this isn't right. <laughs> I shouldn't be playing a slot machine. <laughs> yeah, but like... Okay, let, let's break this down. I mean, Pokemon per se is kind of a fucked up... Just universe if you think about it like the pokemon obviously have some sort of consciousness right yeah and I, I know that there's like some lore on what the inside of a pokeball looks like and they're like they they shrink like a lot and they have like huge space in there and stuff mm -hmm. 
but don't give me none of that shit. Like, that's, that's not how it works. Like, let's be real here. It's like one of those fetus in a glass bowl situations, right? They're, they're essentially still battle slaves. It's basically like cockfighting or dogfighting. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're raising them exclusively to fight. Not to the death, just in, just until near death, so you can nurse them back to health and and fight again. Uh, yeah, right. And <laughs> and you trade them like that's that's like one of the hallmarks of slavery, right? <laughs> and it's like, I mean, come on. And also, then the next thing, like the evolving, right? Yeah, that's something. <sighs> It kind of reminds me of, like, when in Django Unchained, uh, Samuel L. Jackson plays, like, this really, really old... I mean, he is a slave, technically, but he's been there for so long that he's kind of like a like a higher-up member of the household sort mm-hmm. of thing, right? Yeah. And <laughs> that's kind of like when, when you have fucking... I don't know, like... I, I actually don't know the English uh, uh, evolving stages, but, like... Uh, I think Charizard, right? Yeah. It's like uh, like one of the last uh, ones uh, for... We we call him Glumanda. Is it what you call him? Charmander, Charmeleon, and then Charizard. That makes so much more sense. Well, for us, it's Glumanda. I don't remember the second one, and the last one was Glutark, I think. Oh, it was yeah. Like... You've got some funny Pokemon names. Oh, it's so stupid. What's Blastoise man? and Squirtle and stuff? Uh, <laughs> Squirtle is Shiggy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. And uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, Blastoise. Or sorry, it goes uh, uh, Squirtle, War Turtle, and then Blastoise. No, no, no. Like the green one that you oh, get at the Bulbasaur, beginning. Bulbasaur. Yeah, Venusaur. Bulbasaur. We, we call him Bizazam. <laughs> it's so dumb. I don't know why. That, I just don't know doesn't why. Doesn't that mean two sesame seeds? <laughs> roughly <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's so weird but like pikachu is still pikachu uh, of course that's, that's the that, hallmark that's the, that's the the poster child of pokemon yeah like even mewtwo and mew are still the same hmm. um yeah but the other ones are yeah but it's it's it's, it's kind of weird because if you think about it, like they they roam the world like the pokemon trainers right Mm-hmm. And, and holy fuck what would team rocket be like they would be some like slave selling pirate motherfuckers right yeah but is there but also somehow like is there no military they don't have guns they just kind of respect these slavery <laughs> like indentured servant pokemon where they're like oh no team rockets take it over our laboratory S- yeah, send right. in the and, other and, the military pokemon like what just get, get a gun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so true. Actually, like, 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 just imagine like this wild, wild uh, Charmander like roaming uh, the forest, and then you have like Team Rocket trying to catch him. Then all of a sudden, there's like a sniper just putting a bullet through Charmander's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, other animes, like, acknowledge that, like, Dragon Ball Z, right? Best example there. They're like, okay, we have those supreme fighters mm-hmm. that ha- literally have, like, superhuman abilities. And there are scenes where the military, like, tries to shoot them. Yeah. And, like, Goku's just like, fuck you, and just blocks all, all the shots. But it's at, at least acknowledged. But you're totally right. <laughs> like, someone with the most powerful Pokemon would literally be able to, like, control the Poke world, right? Yeah. Damn. Fuck. That's it. And then, like, what everyone, I don't, like, what does everyone else, oh, yeah, what does everyone else do for a living? There's got to be people who just work in, I mean, I think, I, I watched the Detective Pikachu movie, and ah, uh, I didn't. they, they yeah. kind of touched on it. Like the guy doesn't have a Pokemon, and he just works in insurance in the beginning. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then he visits. Okay. And then he visits this city where it's like everyone Pokemon and, and people live in harmony. And then everyone's like, "Where's your Pokemon partner?" He's like, "Fuck, I, just, I sell insurance. What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
I it's haven't super seen the movie, but that's but that seems enthralling as shit. It's great. It's so meta. He's just like they're really po- like <laughs> <laughs> poking holes in their own plot lines. But I'll, um, oh shit, I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, it's it's yeah, but you're totally right. Oh, I but mean, are there other are there normal animals too? Are there cats and dogs and like normal animals, or is it just Pokemon? All animals are replaced with Pokemon. I'm pretty sure that the Pokemon just killed all the normal pets and they're just the supreme animals now. <laughs> I think that's kind of how it works. Because, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, like the, the Pokemon are kind of like the equivalents to, to like wild animals that have been tamed yeah. or, well, forced into labor. Um, it's kind of like, like circus-like, if you think about it. And it's definitely, it's messed up. It's pretty it's much really animal abuse, up. I guess. See, you could do it in Pokemon, but when I capture a goose and try and train it to fight, uh, somehow I'm the bad guy. <laughs> well, the biggest issue might have been that you literally just picked up a goose and threw it at your father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and the goose while is fine. Sh- I put armor on him. Yeah, while... while sh- <laughs> yeah, also, that's a thing. Like, why don't Pokemon never wear... Like, they're never wearing armor. And wh- it's It's... It's it's so messed up. Like at least try to protect them. No, you you're going rough dog. In Why there. do they have to wait for their or their owner to tell them what moves to do too? Why can't they just do their own moves? They're completely soulless. They're like I, guess so. I see. I I mean they're just waiting for their miserable existence to end. So when like they're approached by by another Pokemon that's like literally trying to kill them by throwing rocks at them, well being a rock and throwing itself at them <laughs> uh and like pikachu's just standing there like guess i'll die <laughs> guess that's it now so it sounds like and, a t- oh fuck it just sounds like a terrifying world where like the moment you step outside you're in the risk of of being attacked by wild pokemon yeah, I mean, think about the games, right? Like always when you would go into the tall grass, you would have exactly that when like your screen gets all weird and then then like oh there's a wild bulbasaur attacking you and like in reality it would be like the the like the 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 long uh tangly things that the bulbasaur has on the side like they would just grab you and it, it, it'll like have you seen the teeth that this thing has yeah because it looks like it's look like it looks like a green tiny like midget vampire <laughs> and it's probably just grabbing you and just sucking the blood out of you that's that's kind of what it would be doing but no you're like go pikachu die for me (laughs) you think you're just you're just trying to you're just trying to make your way to the sex shop to buy something (laughs) and like you just don't want anything to do with pokemon but for some reason there's tall grass everywhere no one cuts it i don't know why but it's a road and then there's just people standing there waiting to fight you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's also the thing right like everyone you meet literally tries to kill you and your animals (laughs) that they carry around there's no friendly people anywhere (laughs) (laughs) Uh, god it's so fucked up yeah and you're just making a way to yeah right to like the, the 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 like the sex store and you're just trying to like purchase a little pokey dildo or something and yeah, your, your plans are pretty much fucked. Like, what was the one Pokemon called? Like, the long, uh, like, like uh, rock chain one? Onyx. Onyx, right. Like, just one of those stiff Onyxes putting it up your pokey ass. <laughs> God, that's a fucked up world. But also, then again, I think, living in a world like that, you would need to cope. Like, you deserve, like, an Onyx dildo. Oh like yeah, there's definitely yeah. a dark side to Pokemon that somebody has written fan fiction about. It's all it's all dark. It's literally like a, a world war going on. It's the only difference is there's like no armies. It's just like trainers and their animals and it's carrying around like, a bag of balls. It's a, oh god, fuck. It's messed up. I'm actually getting depressed now thinking about it. Let, uh, that's that's. Am I? I'm p- poking holes in our childhood now. It's a when you're young yeah, and naive. Just, it's, just like it's your just, uncle did. Oof, oof. oof. 
Let's not go there. (laughs) That's what you told him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. uh, What's what's Digimon a thing for you? Oh, wow. That goes... That's throwing me... Okay, so... I I don't know the origins of Digimon. I only know it as... um, as the cards, I know there was a TV show as well, and mm-hmm. I ex- I expect that Digimon was uh, like a an answer to Pokemon's success, and they're like we got to ride the coattails of this somehow. Yeah, um, yeah. And I I remember like having some cards, and I think I just found them on the playground because that's a like not valuable they were someone just like threw down it was just like a robot t-rex or something and they all ended in mon like it was like tyrannomon or whatever the fuck yeah but it was kind of easier to remember you know like for idiots like me yeah that's just and also remember that i had my first crush on uh like so like a girl from that show like a like i was like eight or nine or something and i was like (laughs) little little redhead with her, like, it was like a fox-looking Digimon that she had, and, mm-hmm. like, hot as shit. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, I had a friend who, like, he he was just, we were playing Pokemon, and I think we, he, we never got along, actually. We weren't friends. He kind of used to pick on me. And then one day he just saw me playing Pokemon and leaned over, and it was, like, Misty, the gym leader. And he was just like, oh, Misty's really cute, isn't she? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I <don't> know. <laughs> And then he just stopped picking on me after that. I was like, what the fuck? Nice. Uh, like, that was his way of bonding with you, I guess. I guess so. I didn't really know what to say. I was like, I guess it's a video God, game. Also, so I'm, strange. I'm, I'm eight. I don't know. <laughs> fuck. I remember when I was like 11, 12, like the kind of age when you start getting funny feelings on your pants. Mm-hmm. Uh like in my cousin's uh room um we would visit him like my aunt and, and my cousins on on the weekends a lot and in his room back then he had a poster of like uh lara croft oh yeah now holy shit that'll do you i mean excuse me i was looking at her like pyramidal uh, tri- triangular tits and it's like fucking hell it's like you you've never seen more aerodynamic tits. like that <laughs> yeah you could just use her like just to pick up trash by just slamming her <laughs> to the ground and see what oh sticks <laughs> um speaking of pokemon cards i i recently started hearing about like the value of them going up significantly um, oh fuck yeah the whole logan paul thing and everything that's, yeah that's there was yeah. um there was like uh, a first edition, first edition Charizard that sold for ninety thousand dollars on eBay. Yeah, and yeah. I have a huge binder of Pokemon cards at home, and I like texted Ooh. my mom this morning and like, go find this at the basement. She stashed all my <laughs> shit down there. I'm like, she, and then she texted me back with a photo, and I was like, like mail it to me, <laughs> do it now. I'm gonna pay my car off, <laughs> but they're all gonna be shit, I'm sure, but. Like you're the off chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I actually I've heard about that. I think like a year ago or something. Yeah. And just a year prior to that, I've uh, sold all the cards I had, which mostly were in shit condition. Like I didn't have a binder. I wasn't one of those mm-hmm. like nerdy kids. I was like one of those kids that, that was very focused on just ruining your self worth by just destroying you in a tough Pokemon battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm um like no one really knew the rules right no one played like no one actually played the card yeah. game. they just wanted to collect them yeah yeah well we no we kind of did oh. i mean probably the rules were all, all fucked up and stuff but uh my group of friends back then we were really into trading card games like we would play the shit out of Yu-Gi-Oh, like with decent rules and everything mm-hmm. um not realizing that there was magic the gathering out there which probably would have been worth getting into Instead of fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Probably. Or Pokemon. Uh, but I didn't. Also, I guess I was too dumb for that game. Um, but Pokemon, it was like... You had a card that, you know, had like more points on it or whatever. And a stronger attack and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of... Like, everyone had their like 
like the deck of cards face down and you would just pick one card from from the deck and just put a face up against the card that your friend uh, uh, turns up and you know the stronger card wins that was pretty much how we were That's playing that oh it's just called war yeah yeah right war yeah it's like you can play with normal deck of cards yeah and uh, that's pretty much what we did with the pokemon cards okay. which was also still in elementary school so yeah whatever but um so most of my cards were in shit condition i did have a couple of uvo cards that were quite nice still and it was actually one that was well it was only quote-unquote like a hundred dollars worth um and I tried to sell it and I got reminded of like the time when I screwed over like little kids telling them that the card that I'm trading for their card is like so valuable and it's like the best card ever and <laughs> uh, just just give me your card that I secretly know is actually really valuable and good. Yeah, yeah. That happened and, to me. Yeah. Um, do you, okay, did you ever hear of something called Crazy Bones? Mm, no okay so these were like tiny little plastic i don't th i don't think there was a show associated with them but they were just like tiny little plastic kind of solid colored multicolored figurines maybe about mm -hmm. the size of like a large grape they're mm -hmm. pretty small and then they, well they, there was a larger size too that was a little bit larger and mm -hmm. um basically you like set them up against a wall and you kind of threw through one at at the one standing up and you would basically play for keeps where you would line yours up and they would line theirs up and the goal was whichever ones you knock down you got to keep oh okay um yeah. and it was like weirdly res the rules were weirdly respected on the playground <laughs> like at the i don't, I don't know it's like grade uh, grade three Grade, yeah, yeah. Grade three, grade four, grade two, even. Um, I was quite young, and like we got these crazy bones, and you would just like play, and and it was kind of kind of thing was maybe gambling or something, but like you would you like <laughs> learned at a very early age the concept of losing or winning someone else's shit, and um, <laughs> nice. Like I. I saw my friends and I was like, oh, I'm in. So I went and bought two packs that night with my mom. And um, mm -hmm. there was like this super rare one called an Eggie. They all, they all mm -hmm. had like a, a unique name and like a story and a shape. And uh, I got two of these Eggies in one pack. And they came, you got three Damn. in a pack. And it was like random like sealed bags. You can never see what was inside. Yeah. And I got two of them in the same pack, which is so unbelievably Holy rare. Shit. Um and then there was this other shitty super crap one called a scream. And when I showed my friend, I was like, Look, I got two of these, these are the ones I have. I have six of them, two of them were eggies. And my friend, I guess not so much a friend, was like, Oh man, I really want like I need that, but I have this all I have is this super rare one here. Um will you trade it for me? And then like, he convinced me that the scream was like this super rare one. And, and then I, he was doing me a favor, giving me that. So he traded both of the, he ah, took both. Fuck this guy. Yeah. And then like, I only found out a year later that I, and I was, I still bitter about it. Oh shit. Put a pin in that. I got to go pee real quick, Okay, but put a pin in that. All right. <sighs> Welcome back. Okay, I'm sorry, dude. I'm I'm finally back at uh, proper hydration levels. <laughs> uh, I was like just vigorously shoving liquid into my face for the whole day, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm finally back. Yeah. So um, that kid that like played you yeah. about your eggies, um, that would have been me. Like that's <laughs> literally what I did. In must have been like, I was like. <laughs> like elementary school senior like grade four or something and yeah grade four pretty much so uh i think how old are you nine ten yeah no? yeah somewhere around ten there. something like that and i would just like i've always been and i, I don't want to say a gambler i'm not gambling but i'm 
I'm very you like to take attracted the to I'm very attracted to risks and games in general. Uh, so, like going to a casino would be the death of me. Like, in case I ever got like some money, I would definitely go there. Like, just grab I don't know, like a thousand, two thousand euros, go there and just not care about losing it. But um, I think that's also why I have such an affinity for like the stock market and stuff mm. <laughs> because it's like basically like gambling, literally. Um, but but it's legal, so hey. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I remember that yeah with with Yu-Gi-Oh cards I did that a lot. Like I would go to the playgrounds, and I was still at that age where you would like you could go to a playground, but you wouldn't actually play there anymore. Uh, we would have the like. We would have that hill with the slide on there, and at the base of the hill, um, like going through the hill, there was like a uh, like a like a cement tube, like a huge like a like a like a pipe thing, mm-hmm. uh, and we w- would sit there, like my friends and I, and we, we would just like I don't know, do some shit, like play Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. And I remember there was this one kid whose parents were ridiculously rich. Like, everyone knew he was rich. And his parents would buy him, like, everything. Like, he would always have the newest edition Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He was the first one that we knew of who had an actual metal Beyblade and stuff like that. And we were like, fucking hell, let's, like, let's play this kid. And... um. <laughs> I would go up to him and convince him that like this this shitty card that I had, which was like the fake head of an Exodia card, I think. Um, it was like all in Chinese and stuff, mm-hmm. or well, Japanese, I guess. Um, Ooh, racist! Oh Jesus! Um, was uh, I think it was in Japanese, and I would give him this card for like something actually like some hologram card, and it was like. Yeah, it was kind of fucked up on my <laughs> part, but then again, I didn't really care. Like, he could have gotten that card again anyways because his parents would just buy him so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the and regular Robin Hood. Were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> just without the giving back part, right? <laughs> so I was basically just stealing. But um, we're... Like, was Beyblade a thing for you? It was. Uh, I think it was kind of the generation, not the generation, but maybe a few years uh, after me um, that that really caught on to Beyblades. I, I never really owned any, but um, my friend did. And he had, like, the, the plastic arena thing that you would battle them in. Um, and I just remember one time where we... Um, I got like some furniture wax and I sprayed the inside of the the arena so it was super super slippery. Yeah. Um and then we I don't remember how we did it but I feel like we we attached to the Beyblade to like a drill somehow or something to make it spin really really fast to go into the arena yeah. with the wax <laughs> and then uh it like ripped like <laughs> it worked and then it went inside the arena and it was just like rattling around at violent dangerous speeds and then it um it like busted through the side of the plastic arena and like kept going down the stairs and it, it like Shit. scraped a huge piece of line in the in the wall down the stairs <sighs> and uh and then we just we threw it in the garbage to hide the evidence <laughs> but but i don't i don't think it's a generational thing because uh you're not like you're one and a half years older than i am Mm -hmm. and uh like for us it was definitely a thing yeah i think it was like a year or yeah like you said like a year or two after after i would have been when like uh, the age when i discovered crazy bones like yeah um just a few years after because yeah, i saw them all playing for it i just my, none of my none of the people who are my age were playing it and i think what you what you were saying about like modifying the arenas and like the beyblades and stuff <laughs> yeah. uh i think everyone did that <laughs> thing is most kids usually had the plastic beyblade ones, so it it wasn't as bad 
But it got actually quite dangerous, like even for your fingers and stuff. Um, once you started using the metal ones, and those fuckers, they they were weapons. And I remember that my friend, he had like two arenas. One was just like a bowl arena, mm-hmm. and one was like like a little obstacle course kind of thing. Uh, had a bunch of ramps and stuff on there, which in theory, like in our dumb fuck children minds we were like that's amazing um because we didn't know how rotational force works and that it doesn't work like in like unidirectionally so (laughs) they're they're gonna just stay put wherever you put them basically uh and yeah i remember that once we got the metal ones we we destroyed so much furniture constantly (laughs) and because because it wasn't just the beyblades itself but it was also the um uh, what would you call them like the the trigger mechanism so the like the cheaper ones only had like a like a long slim piece of plastic yeah just a ripcord right and you would just put it through like a little uh hole on the beyblade and just rip it like that um, then the next thing would be also with a ripcord and like a little apparatus that you would hold. And then you would have like the ultimate thing, which was like the electronic one, which uh, looked like like those uh, pistol RC controls that yeah. are out there. Yeah. And they looked like that. And you would attach your Beyblade to it mm-hmm. and you would shoot. And the speed was ridiculous. <laughs> and... Yeah, that was that was actually a lot of fun. There that was, was really really cool. There was another one that had like, like a pump kind of thing that was like you would squeeze it and and you just kept squeezing it to make it go faster and faster. <laughs> and then, but it had like yeah. metal pieces on the outside of it. I don't know if it was a real Beyblade. Maybe it was like a knockoff yeah. one, but it was arguably that's more like, dangerous. Well, that's like the thing, right? I mean, if you think about how children played then and how they play now, I mean, both of us, we're both into gaming. So it's not like we're talking shit about gaming because we don't understand it and we don't do it. Yeah. Um, it's not like that. And I do not have a problem with like 10 years, 10 year olds playing video games. Like I, I got my first Super Nintendo when I was, I think, like seven, something like that. Um, and I've always like... I've always had parents who, like, they restricted the amount of gaming I did as a kid, but uh, still they allowed me to play games. Obviously, the games back then were way, you know, less lifelike and stuff. But yeah, yeah. But still, it's. I remember I had for like my my PlayStation One. I think I got when I was like ten, eleven. Um, there was this one game with those army figurines that uh like the 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 small ones the green ones um and oh, those figurines uh yeah. army men air attack or helicopter air yeah attack they were multiple yeah they were multiple ones um yeah. and i played the 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 army one basically um where you were like deployed on the ground and, okay uh it was so much fun. It was a great game, um, and it was the closest thing I had to an actual shooter. I mean, it kind of was, but then again, you were playing plastic figurines. Um, yeah. But so I, I also don't really have pr- a problem with like Fortnite and stuff because it's like Fortnite is pretty much just abstracted violence. I'd say it's like uh, there's like no gore or anything happening. Uh, is also quite a complex game i think like i don't like i haven't played fortnite myself but just watching it like the simultaneous building and shooting and stuff like holy fuck you really develop like yeah there's a lot of tactic development yeah um i don't think it's that bad of a game probably but um yeah what i was getting at is that i think in our childhood we were actually playing physical games like yeah. beyblade trading cards and, and whatnot Obviously, kids are still, like, running around outside, going on playgrounds and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. that's never going to get old, at least for, like, small children. But I think at the age of 9, 10, 11, 12, that's changed a lot from, yeah, playing physical games to now playing virtual games uh, purely, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was a pretty easy transition. For a time, we actually invented our own card game. Yeah. Uh, My brothers and I, and, like, 
we actually made a fully fleshed out game. Like we have some hundred and twenty cards or something, and Fuck, they're all that's cool. they're all hand drawn. There's different. It's like there's different categories. You basically, it's a, the goal of the game is to like just kind of like Hearthstone. Actually, now that I think about it, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we developed Hearthstone before that. You have like a castle card, and then it's like mm-hmm. in a different different race categories where it's like there it's an elven castle or a dwarven castle or whatever. And then mm-hmm. the goal of the game is to destroy the other person's castle. But then you have like army cards and magic and cards, trap cards, artillery shit like that and uh you basically set it up like hearthstone that sounds amazing but, actually. but we have like I mean, it's a hundred and some on cards like we all hand drew it with pencil crayon and everything it's fucking cool it's called realms of chaos that's a marketable name yeah that's that's actually quite a i'm stealing that idea now give me a card well, they're all <laughs> give me a fucking cards now it's mine i now. still want to yeah maybe maybe it's actually uh Probably sh- probably shouldn't put this part in the podcast, but maybe that's actually not a terrible business idea. <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. <laughs> Damn. I mean, uh, I didn't grow up with siblings, so never had that experience. But I imagine just the fact that you, as like a group of siblings, got together and uh, like invented and like worked on something together. I think just that. It, by itself is already really cool um and i think that's something that's definitely still happening like the 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 kids that i know at least uh that got siblings i mean obviously they're still playing together and stuff that's never going to change but um yeah i i'm not i'm not sure if there's definitely a lot of children out there that would do the same thing and that are inventive and creative and Mm -hmm. active but um like for the the students that that I teach um, uh, on the side, like they are all between like eight and fourteen. And what I noticed is that back when I was a kid, every kid was doing some kind of sports, right? Like usually in in Germany, you would be in, in football, obviously, um, but. Yeah, everyone did something. Tennis, uh, volleyball. I know a lot of... Like, the girls did a lot of, like, gymnastics and stuff. Um, Everyone did some kind of sports. But, like, out of the now, I think, like, seven children that I taught at some point, only one of them was... I think she was playing tennis Mm -hmm. something. Like, doing some sports. I think that's definitely gone down i mean now obviously with covid and shit it's 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 a bit difficult of course but i think that's definitely changed quite a bit and i don't really know why maybe it's i mean uh you know a cohort of seven is maybe a little too small but uh still i don't know what's your experience been like with with that oh i know i never got to play sports like like not not at all. No, I mean we in in gym class we we kind of had yeah, sure. some, but like I was never in any any organized sports at all. I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play football or soccer for North American, mm-hmm. um, and my parents would always be like, "Yeah, of course, of course." And then and then it would come time, and then I, my stepbrothers would be playing, and I'd be like, "Why didn't I play?" And my mom would be like, "You didn't." You didn't register. You didn't tell me to register you, and I was like, "I'm <laughs> I'm seven. I don't know when registration <laughs> is. Fucking take initiative. Sign me up." And she never did for some reason, and and um and then in high school we uh, I like really wanted to play like American football, um, mm. but my team my, my school used to have a team and then someone drowned on the field in like a really rainy dog pile and there was like a there was like a pothole on the field and everyone piled on top of this kid and he drowned and what died the fuck <clears throat> so they stopped playing football i don't know why like just fix the field don't be shitty don't play in in a torrential downpour um mm. like the circumstances were extremely rare and could have been fixed if they'd actually just maintained the field. Um, mm-hmm. But for some reason, they just like didn't have a football team. Um, mm-hmm. Even and 
and we had like our vice principal was um she was the quarterback for her college football team so like i was like if anyone has the motivation and could set it up you could but she's like no Mm -hmm. it's expensive insurance and everything and equipment and stuff so so we never did and uh, it was the only thing else that i wanted to play i was really good at badminton but i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't like i liked playing it in gym class but i didn't want to play it in competitively Hmm. and i liked solo things like mountain biking that's really awesome Hmm. that's about it i I don't know i i've always uh or like golf (laughs) have you ever played uh yeah a couple times i'm not very good at it um i feel like i probably wouldn't even hit the ball i would probably keep missing the ball all the time i find it really relaxing but i don't want to do it as like a competitive thing or uh, yeah i mean like like the driving (laughs) around part obviously that's awesome but like the actual hitting the ball thing i don't I don't think I could do it. And it's I would probably just strain think. something. No, you don't. That's the thing. You don't actually put much weight in it at all. You're just kind of moving your arms. It's huh. not like uh, baseball where you kind of have to like put some oomph into the swing. Kind of golf, you just kind of like follow through with it. And the, mm-hmm. the, the club does all the work. Yeah, my uncle does play a lot of golf. And apparently he's really good. Um and I was thinking about asking him to take me one day, but knowing my uncle, he would probably just like if I don't get it right the first time, he'd probably just get really, really frustrated and just <laughs> just stop me from doing anything anymore. I would just probably be demoted to caddy immediately. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you should yeah. go to a driving range or not? A, yeah, driving range or like even one of those virtual ones. Just. i I don't think we have that actually i mean they do exist in germany obviously but but i don't think we would we would have one here Mm. um so we've been watching this formula one documentary uh uh race to survive okay on netflix and my dad was really into formula one when i was a kid and i don't know it's i i didn't really get too much into it because for me it was always like okay the start is kind of exciting when you're all like close and like huddled together and some cars get fucked up and there's some stuff happening but Mm. then there's like 50 more rounds of like nothing really happening for like two to three hours yeah and well now that we watched this show uh all three seasons that like they were accompanying um seasons 2018 to 2020 now mm-hmm. uh holy fuck i'm actually i'm actually interested now again and today i watched a little bit of like formula e which is like with electric cars yeah um that's r- really pretty cool le- it's less exciting than I thought it would be. I mean, yeah, the technical aspect might be quite nice, but it's, like, way too slow. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's quite fast, but they got a maximum of, like, 270 kilometers per hour, whereas, like, Formula 1 cars have, like, 100 kilometers per hour more. Yeah, it's because the, the batteries are just don't last that long if, you, yeah. if you're driving that fast. You, they could, yeah. but... I, I've been yeah. thinking about that a lot, actually, with it, like is there's a there's a certain part uh, there's like a component of motorsports that is like associated with the power of like capturing exploding dino- liquid dinosaurs inside a metal cylinder <laughs> and making a lot of noise and powering a vehicle. Um, and. I wonder, like, if that will go away once, once we switch towards all electric, because there's a certain amount of fanfare that's associated with the chaos and the noise of an internal combustion mm. engine. Because um, they talk about like the 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 R and D that goes into like a regular Formula One engine is insane because it has an engine that's yeah, the yeah. size of a fucking Honda Civic, and yet yeah. it produces an insane amount of power. 
Um, yeah, they have like over <clears throat> a thousand horsepowers distributed on like a 750 kilo car. Yeah. That's just, you're sitting on a literal jet yeah, engine, it's insane. basically. Um, and then like, yes, an electric car can produce the same power or more, but it's like, it's, there's something really unsatisfying about it being a battery, a wire to a motor and that that's it. There's no, there's no like, I mean, I get what we're, what you're saying about like the, the fanfare and stuff of like just it being loud basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it actually wasn't the case. So when I went, like I did a lot of karting um, oh, when I was yeah. younger and they were always like combustion engines, obviously. And then I got to um, the uh, the place here in the, in the city that I live in, which is um, with electric cars. And I had the first, like, I had the exact same thought that you would talk about, right? I was like, well, it's not as loud. The smell is not there and stuff. And like, I'm less likely to get cancer from inhaling the fumes. Like, <laughs> oh, why, why should I even do that? <laughs> um, but since the acceleration is so instant mm-hmm. compared to combustion engines, it's it's awesome. And I actually preferred it to the, the normal car. Oh, the driving experience is awesome. Yeah. But um, with watching Formula E, the problem right now is they're not racing uh, the big tracks mostly. They're racing mostly like... Uh, like uh, uh, city tracks Mm -hmm. Uh, like today was in rome for example yeah yeah and uh it's really close quarters and they're like not as fast because of that Mm -hmm. um and the sound wasn't bothering me at all it kind of sounded like a like a swarm of drones (laughs) (laughs) um it it, that wasn't the thing that bothered me it was mostly just it, it seemed less agile it seemed less uh, dynamic compared to formula one cars but mm. i don't know might be something to do with the speeds might have something to do with um just the drama that's established and is known Could to be, be going on in but what i thought was quite intriguing is they always prompt the um charging status of the car batteries and you literally had cars that were at like zero percent uh, oh. when when they entered um the finishing line but they kept driving and i was like what kind what kind of what kind of fucking rating is that <laughs> um, like they 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 crossed the line and yeah okay probably they are set back to like a lower uh like energy output uh, to just yeah. pretty much make it back into into the pit lane but still it's yeah. um from 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 my battery expertise it's it's basically like a computerized algorithm to calculate so it's not actually zero mm-hmm. but based on the calculation of the usage it it yeah. is you it the computer thinks it's zero um because it's really really complicated to actually figure out the state of charge of a battery without knowing every, yeah. everything um but but um because I did that in um, in Italy too. Actually, we were I was driving a Tesla, and um, mm-hmm. when you route when you when you route your your trip, and it, it like finds it automatically finds a trip that's along charging routes. Um, mm. It doesn't take into account the uh, the altitude changes. Um, oh, but it'll tell you what your battery. It'll estimate what your battery will be when you arrive at your destination. So it's like you have seventy six percent now, but when you arrive here, you should have thirty five. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't account for altitude changes because it's really hard. Ooh. So yeah. by the time we arrived, or like as we were getting close to it, it's like it estimated that we would have negative seven percent battery. <laughs> and we're just like shitting our pants on the highway it's like midnight in the <laughs> middle of nowhere in italy on a highway and we're like there is nowhere to go there is no one to call i don't know who oh, i don't God. speak the language it's really scary um yeah. but somehow Damn. we made it i guess it has like a backup like a reserve yeah. battery or something too but it was really scary what I thought was really cool um, at the Formula E thing is they have, like, attack mode. That's what they call it. <laughs> um, 
which is pretty much you have okay the way it works is um the engines would have uh, like a standard maximum energy output that they're allowed to generate mm -hmm. and um when you enter attack mode you press a button um, on a steering wheel then you have to literally drive over some it's three strips that are placed um, outside the actual main racing line. Mm -hmm. um, you have to drive over them and that enables and activates attack mode, which gives you a couple of kilowatts more uh, power for like a couple of seconds. Yeah. So it's literally the equivalent of what you would have in Trackmania back then. Oh, well, there's like a boost um, on the ground. And it's a boost. It's an actual boost. Oh. That's it's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And um, I think it has a lot of potential. And like another thing that really interests me since I'm riding a motorcycle and I'm, I'm loving it. Um, but I would like a standard motorcycle with combustion engine, obviously. But there are bikes uh, by Zero, for example, is like the, the most well-known brand. Mm -hmm. um, those things are insane. Like the acceleration they deliver is like i imagine it's like trying to tame a wild mustang <laughs> it's incredible and i've also talked to a lot of like older guys that have been into like racing and riding motorcycles and like driving fast cars and stuff yeah and actually all, all of them are like yeah for sure like once i get like the money or the opportunity or whatever to like purchase a decent electric car that delivers the same performance or same for a motorcycle, mm -hmm. they will totally go for it. So I don't think it's that like barrier of entry for like, it's not, it's not hindered by people enjoying the sound of a motor. No, I, I don't think, I don't think so. it is. So I think it, it, yeah. it'll just change a little bit maybe, but, but it, everything changes too. One thing I worry about with the electric motorcycle is the, there's kind of a component of, of like survivability and awareness that's associated with the noise, because you're smaller and harder yeah. to see sometimes, and like yeah. having a silent, silent small thing on the road feels more risky to me. But maybe I don't really not. think don't it know. matters that much because most motorcycles, you only hear them when they overtake you. Like most of them. I mean, if you have like a 1200 Ducati, yeah, you will hear that from a mile away. Mm -hmm. um, but usually when you're in a car, especially you have like music blasting, you're talking to someone, um, you won't notice the motorcycles until they overtake you. And I think especially like most motorcycle accidents that are not self-inflicted obviously happen because they just simply get overlooked. And that's an issue that's persisting. And I think there's more stuff you can do with, like, wearing bright clothing. Um, like, my helmet that I use, it has, like, it's, like, black with neon yellow mm -hmm. um, in the middle. Like, a huge stripe of neon yellow. Mm -hmm. um, and, obviously, you always wear full gear and stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do to help you out. But I think the, the problem with being overlooked will persist no matter yeah, what yeah i'm so, sure it is. there's just yeah. shitty drivers out there who just don't check when they change lanes or anything so that's yeah, just gonna happen exactly. no matter what yeah oh well um oh. i guess with or uh, sorry did you want to say something no i don't want to talk to you anymore fuck you oh yeah, yeah friends get of my podcast. i was gonna say um yeah and full disclosure um two things no three things <laughs> obviously so first off fuck stitcher okay and that's just i just really wanted to get that out there again so um i wasn't able to edit uh, last week's podcast so probably the podcast before this one uh will have come out like a day or two late um no so that was totally my fault but still uh if you're actually like i don't know following this podcast or something and you were actually waiting for it. I mean, dude, what are you doing with your life? Okay, like, let's be real here. And yeah, I think that's it with the podcast. And yeah, follow us on Twitter at friendsapartpod. Hit us up via email, friendsapartpod at gmail.com. 
You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast. Fuck, I never remember what it's called. <laughs> Pocket Cast. Is it Pocket Cast? Okay, Pocket Cast. And uh, probably some, some other shitty websites as well. Apart from, say it with me, Stitcher. So, yeah. Okay, you guys have a good one. Jason, as always, was a pleasure. And now, go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>